What is up you Sunlight Samurais, hope you are having a fantastic day so far. So in this video I want to talk to you about the top 10 ways of identifying a low energy male. So if someone had low energy, what would those symptoms kind of like be like? And this is what I want to talk to you about. And also I'm going to link in the description of this video for you guys a document of the top five ways that I have found that is most effective for me at increasing my energy and resolve some of these symptoms. Now, actually, I have been sick for like a few days now and I don't feel back to normal yet. Um, mentally, I've been feeling relatively okay, but my muscles have been feeling like achy. I can feel like there's some detoxification going on. The supplements that I used killed off the virus and viral stuff, but now there just needs to be excreted and detoxified. And, but today, I don't know, it's not one of those great days that I'm having. I feel like more of a low energy day today. Um, so some of the symptoms that I'm going to talk to you about kind of like resonates with me at the moment, but it's because um, if you have like die-off symptoms, a viral infection and this die-off, a bacterial die-off, any kind of die-off, bacterial byproducts, endotoxins that causes inflammation, that disrupts energy production and can put you in a low energy state. So when someone is sick or have been sick and... Uh, maybe even suffer from long COVID or uh, like a persistent symptom from a disease like a condition they had. It's because something is disrupting their energy production and they can't go back into a high energy state where everything is working perfectly. Okay, so I'm just going to start right off with the first one that I think is kind of like a very a prominent marker or something to identify someone with is if that person has confidence or not. So on my list here, it's basically on no confidence, it's Someone can't stand up for himself or say what's needed to defend someone else or afraid of what others might think. So you're not really being yourself. You can't speak up for yourself. You can't speak up for other people. You don't have a lot of confidence. <clears throat> and this is what I would deem to be a symptom of low energy. And the more energy you have, the better you feel. Uh, the more, specifically in the brain, the, the higher energy your brain state is, the more confident you automatically will feel. But confidence is obviously something that you have to practice. And the more you practice it, the easier it will come. So there are still people that don't have a lot of energy that will have high confidence because they just practiced it. But as you have high energy, it's just easier to be in that state of high confidence. And um, I, I would say confidence can be a wide category depending on what you mean with confidence you know it could be the way you ask for something approaching someone new you don't know or um, doing a bargain you're negotiating or you're just being a douchebag some people can see uh, arrogance and cockiness as confidence which is not so there's differences in kind of confidence and I'm talking about like a smooth calm playful kind of confidence that you have over yourself like an aura that's what I would describe as a high energy state versus a low energy state. Okay, the second one is being anxious and fearful. That's obviously the opposite of having confidence. So so it's basically running away or having avoidance, passive, being passive-aggressive, thinking only of the worst-case scenario, and then having a negative bias, like being a pessimist, versus having a positive bias, being more of an optimist. So um, specifically during the COVID epidemic now, we have seen quite a few people that that freaks out and runs away. They run away and they go and make refuge somewhere else and they uh, um, make ready for the worst case scenario. And I'm not saying it's bad to 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 prep, you know, for 
so if something can happen. That's, that's perfectly fine. I think we should do that. We should all be prepared. But to freak out and run away and think the world is going to come to an end is... I would deem that more to be in a low energy side, whereas in a high energy side, it's like, okay, let's wait this out. Let's be prepared, but let's not like free, flee and freak the flip out, right? So that's kind of like the difference between a high energy state and a low energy state. And then the pessimist is always like, okay, you know, the society is going to hell in a handbasket, hell in a handbasket, something like that saying. Whereas the optimist is like, okay, let's wait this out. You know, people aren't all bad. There is bad people, but some people are just misguided and let's just wait it out, you know? So you have like optimistic bias to things, whereas other people with a low energy tend to have a pessimistic bias to something. Um, but then it all comes down to how that influences the decisions you make. So if you're pessimistic, you can make preparations. And that doesn't mean you're low energy, but that can mean like if you want to to freak like a feeble. I think that's what I'm trying to say. It's like if you're feeble and you, you're afraid, you're going to run away, that's more like a low energy state. Whereas if you're in a high energy state, that makes you more want to fight and defend what is yours, you know, the rights that you have. Okay, so going on to number three is being reactive versus proactive. So reactive is you are in the street and someone that you don't know is suddenly aggravating you. And then you flip out, ah, you're so mad. You're right, you know, and so that's kind of like being in a low energy state. But that this is also something that can be trained, but usually it's a low energy state where you react to do something you don't have to. It's like it's like a barking dog. You don't react to every barking dog there is. Like you just ignore barking dogs. You know, if a dog comes and attacks you, then you really have to react to that. And being proactive is where you are actively taking action on things um, to take you in the right direction. You're not being reactive. So being proactive is that when something happens, you're already prepared. You know, you've taken the necessary steps, you're prepped and everything. Whereas being reactive is like, you're not really prepped. Um, and something happens and you freak out. It's, um, you're not, you can't buffer that stress. So if a dog suddenly barks, so I, I can re- resonate with this. Like if I'm in a low energy state and, you know, some loud noise, something frightens you or a dog suddenly barks, you know, you're, you're frightened. It's like, oh, what, what's that? You know, but if you're in a high energy state, the dog barks and you're like, mm. You know, I'm not frightened by that. And it's basically research have shown that is when serotonin is high, um, the fright response is aggravated. So the more fearful and frightful someone is, if they have high serotonin. So in a high energy state, you can buffer any kind of stress. And when a dog is barking or someone is yelling at you, you don't get a stress response. You know, so you, you can kind of like buffer that stress. All right, so number four is exactly that thing. It's getting an exaggerated stress response to any kind of insult. So I definitely used to have this when I was low energy and hypothyroid is that um, when, you know, I was going to town, you see someone that's more buff than you, <laughs> someone has a bigger beard than you or, or like whatever the case may be, is taller than you, is more jacked. And you, you can like start to feel worried and anxious. Like what if this guy starts to have a problem with me and he tries to attack me, he's probably going to strangle me and kill me. He's like, oh, I'm going to freak out, right? So you're not very stress resilient or like uh, someone is like, hey, man, you know, I just want to pass you like or you um, let's say you're at a, at a, a street light, right? And the street light is red. So you're in front and then a race car or, or a sporty car comes stops right next to you. And uh, he's riffing the car. He's leaning over and he's acting like this badass. And he's riffing his car and he want to die. So you're getting the stress reaction like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Heart's pounding. You know, and this is just an over-exaggerated stress response because you don't have to react 
to what that guy's doing. That's, that's what I see as a low energy state is that you have to pay attention to all the small things that is actually irrelevant. So in a high energy state, you can see like, okay, this guy is totally irrelevant. It's not going to change my life. It's not going to attack me. Even if he attacks me, like, oh, the chances are people don't attack other people in real life, really. And if that happens, like, you're not going to die. You, um, most people can really defend themselves in a scenario where they have to. So most people, like 98% or 99% of stressors are unnecessary. It's not a life or death stress. And you don't have to over-respond to that stress. And if you do, that's usually, usually just a sign that you're in low energy state if you just hyper-respond to stressors. All right. Number five is not having goals. And that's because you can't think into the future. You can't think of what you want. Uh, but this could be due to other things like indoctrination. You know, you've been in a job, a nine-to-five job. You've been in this routine and you have to break the routine. So there's other things that you can do to actually to find out what you want in life and then to set goals for that, what you want. Um, but I generally see like not having goals as being in a low energy state. So a lot of people want to get a job and then just get in this job where they get the money. They don't have to do anything because the boss tells them like, here's your job. This is what you have to do. This is what expected of you. You don't have to be creative. You don't have to think outside the box. Okay. You can just do your low energy job and this, that's kind of like low energy, right? So having high energy is you, you inspire to be more, whether it be as an entrepreneur or um, being in the job that you are. You want to be more, you want to achieve more, you want to set those goals to achieve something. So setting goals is usually to achieve something that is relatively far out of reach. And you just have to be consistent by implementing certain strategies to actually go forward and meet that goal. Most goals aren't difficult to attain. It just takes time and consistency to get there. And then number six is having no ambition to chase goals or enjoy uh, or the things you enjoy. So chase the goals or the things that you enjoy. And it's also being a pacifist, not pursuing women or meaningful relationships. So not having the ambition. So some people might have goals like, oh, I want to you know, go climb this mountain. I want to do rock climbing. I want to swim in the ocean. I want to snorkel. I want to do shark cage diving or something like that. But they have no ambition to actually go and chase those goals. And that to me is like a low energy state. And I can definitely feel... Um, now that I've been sick again and I can feel like more inflamed and I, I feel it more in a low energy state. I don't feel as motivated as I usually do and I don't feel as creative as I usually do. So, you know, that, that is frustrating for sure, but I can say, so, okay, you know, I'm just going to be calm. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to be try to be as calm as possible because I'm struggling to remain calm <laughs> when I can't, uh, when I don't feel the way I like to feel, right? So. Um, so now in a lower energy state, I just have to be calm. It's like, okay, I'm going to fix my energy and then I'm going to get out of this and I can be creative and, uh, you know, regain the motivation that I have or had and, um, continue with the things that I enjoy and don't get overly frustrated when I have this low energy because I know like it's, it's going to pass because of the virus. Okay. So low energy state means you're not pursuing your goals or you get distracted along the way by um, insignificant tasks. So if you have to say, okay, this is the goal. And this, these are the things that I have to do to get there. We often tend to get distracted with the small things that's not going to get us there, right? So um, only focus on the things that's going to make the biggest difference. If we have to do like a 80-20 analysis of the biggest things, like what's the 20% that's going to take you 80% of the way there, right? And then focus on that 20% and don't get distracted with the 80% that's doing nothing. 
All right, so number seven is being depressed. And depression is exactly a low energy state of the brain. Like, um, that's why studies that use certain compounds like coenzyme Q10, methylene blue, vitamin B1, uh, B vitamins in general, uh, magnesium especially, um, those things that enhance energy production in the brain has a, is very, very good against depression because it restores energy production and just a host of other things, of, of course. It's not just energy, but it lowers inflammation, restores blood flow, enhances like everything that's supposed to happen, but it restores energy production in the brain and depression tends to go away. So in a higher, higher energy state, you're more optimistic, you're not depressed, you can chase your goals, you can set goals, all of those good kind of stuff. All right, number eight is slow cognition. This is kind of like what I feel it's like now that I have to work. Well, I don't have to work, but I feel... Man, that sounds weird. I don't have to work. I do have to work. <laughs> um, I work for myself. Like, there's projects that I want to do, but I don't... F my cognition doesn't feel as sharp. So, you know, it feels like you're sitting there and you're not really motivated and you have to type some stuff and it's like taking so much forever. So that's kind of like the way I feel right now. And if you're in low energy states, you tend to feel slow cognition. You can't really think, you know, you struggle to come up with new ideas. And even if you can come up with an idea, you have to, let's say, elaborate on a certain topic. It's like, well, I feel so non-motivated and I'm cognitively slow. So that's another symptom of like having low energy. And number nine is being overly rigid. So it's not being open-minded. So, um, when you look at a high energy state and a low energy state, a high serotonin and a low serotonin state, I'm kind of like equating these two together because usually if someone is in a low energy state, they get a dysregulation of their neurotransmitters and oftentimes dopamine becomes reduced and dysfunctional and serotonin either stays the same or goes up, but it's also dysfunctional. So the ratio between serotonin and dopamine becomes dysfunctional and dopamine helps with that focus that creativity that motivation that optimism whereas serotonin is more kind of like the opposite and people that have too much serotonin easily suffer from apathy and anhedonia so this is a common side effect from people that use ssri drugs or um, too much tryptophan or 5-hdp right so being overly rigid is you can't expand. You, your mind has to expand, think of new things, be creative, and accept new theories. That's kind of like more a dopamine state, um, which antagonizes so high dopamine to serotonin state. And if you have a low dopamine to serotonin state, that's when you tend to be very rigid in your thinking. I'm not saying you have to change your mind all the time. I'm just saying like if a new theory um, – if you learn something new, it's, it's not like, nah, discard it. It can't be relevant. You know, it's like, I think this is very true for especially religion and the Christianity is that they tend to be very, very, very close-minded because, you know, this isn't the Bible and they don't even question the Bible or stuff like that, where I think like everything has to be questioned, investigated. Um, you can't just accept any kind of fact uh, at face value. It has to be investigated. You have to think about it. You have to test it against reality does this pan out um yeah so and all that thinking and creativity requires brain energy and dopamine all right the last one is not being playful and this is also being playful is a symptom of high dopamine if you have high dopamine like children you want to be playful you want to have fun you want to be creative and just you know be outside in the flow just be happy and that is a state of high energy so Hope this list was helpful. I'm just going to recap with you guys. First one, no confidence. Number two, anxiety, anxious and fearful. Number three, being reactive instead of proactive. 
Number four, getting an exaggerated stress response to any kind of insult. Number five, not having goals. Number six, having no ambition to chase those goals. Number seven, depressed. Number eight, slow cognition. Number nine, being overly rigid. And number 10, not being playful. So these are just um, kind of like personality traits that you can identify someone if that person has low energy. And this does not include other symptoms like um, hair loss, cardiovascular disease, erectile dysfunction, sexual dysfunction, low libido, um, skin problems, arthritis, excess fat gain, poor sleep. All of those symptoms that I mentioned is also a sign of having low energy uh, in the body. Those are other symptoms that I haven't discussed. So again, in the description, I will link to you a document that's the five things that I found that is the most effective for increasing energy production in the body and it will make you feel much better. All right, guys, I hope this video was helpful and I'll check you in the next one. Cheers, guys.